so much for inviting and congratulations everyone for this amazing achievement. So a round of applause for all of you, if you don't mind. Good job. So I think uh, when Shireen asked me to prepare something, so I was thinking what I can tell you, so which you have not heard before. And it's, it's as a data scientist, even I find it hard to see anything that you have not heard before. So, um, but let's see. So I think this is one of the problem that we hear a lot um, uh, from our business engagements. And I will, I think after the presentation, I'll, I'll talk about what I do and why I sort of talk about uh, this this uh, problem. And you will be facing this uh, a lot. So let's let's dig into that. So we'll talk about the future of data science. So what would the future be? And it's less about data. That's surprisingly um, actually true. So. Now we'll talk about, so the presentation is split into two parts. So we'll talk about data science business impact. So uh, you will see some people, or at least one example of how actually uh, a, a data and insights done right could ra radically change a business and the way you do business. And the other thing we'll talk about is the trust issue that goes on with data science. So um, it'll be, so you know, when you meet with the real world scenarios, these are some of the things that you should keep in mind when you're handling uh, such scenarios. So to understand uh, the people behind data, let's meet Murli. So he's one of the fishermen uh, or a businessman from Kerala in India. And um, what he do, so he is a fisherman, as I said. And this is his boat, not the back one, by the way, the front one. <laughs> so uh, his. And, and basically, he's out on the, on the ocean for a couple of days, two weeks, and come back with crop and just off to sell his uh, produce, right? Whatever he has, he has, he has gathered. And um, so this is a typical fish market that's in Kerala. So now, if imagine, without any insight, everyone just knows there's a popular dock where you see all the fancy people bidding for good, good, some good price for a fish, everyone hits there. So imagine there are 17 people buying and 1,700 boats just lining up to sell fish to that particular 17 guys. There's so much demand that that particular port can, can, can fulfill. So what happened? So if some fisherman is turned down, they have no other alternative but to dump the produce. So there was massive, massive production uh, or sort of quality issues. And there was probably Murli will sleep uh, without food. Probably his, his kid is not going to college if he is not finding the right buyer at that particular time. So it was that dire. So the, uh, like the, 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 the use cases that you are seeing, some of these are actually impacting real people in a very, very real way. So what will, so now, Government of India, so they, they did a very fantastic thing. So they said, what if we equip these guys with something called cell phone? So they opened up a band. They say, OK, probably this band is visible, uh, I think, 25 miles in the ocean. So now what happened? Suddenly, Mr. Morley ended up becoming a data-driven businessman. How? So you look at the phone that he's, he's talking to, that became the source of data to him. So he captured all the insights. So now he can talk to all the docs before even hitting there, figuring out where there's a less traffic. So he can get there 
and deliver uh, his crop and get good prices for the crop. And the AI, or in this case, it's actual intelligence, um, he's just analyzing this information and saying, OK, let me just get to that particular doc. Just, he just gets there. And suddenly he became the, uh, the efficiency grew massively just by introducing this small, small data concept. The, that the fact that now you have more information, you can really do something, something fabulous. Suddenly, I think it's 800 times uh, uh, the, uh, the wastage was reduced. So it was, it, was a, it was a radical change just by introducing small information piece in the hand of a business. And suddenly, his, Mr. Morley is thinking like an IBM. And, and pretty much that's like very powerful. So this is one of the one of the sort of scenarios in which if you don't have data and suddenly you're given one, things could really really change. And then if you look at our friends uh, from from this is one of the boats in Maine. Same fisherman, probably he has sensors. He has um, totally different problem, right? So. The thing that, that we are saying is, so fishing is global. People fish all, all across the place, but fishermen are not. So that's, I think, one of, the, one, of the, one of the key lesson that you would take away when you go to the real world scenarios, that if you are working on a particular use case, you have to understand the locality of that problem. Because I think as a data, because the data has no respect for boundaries. Right? It's the analysis that hope, hopefully appreciate the fact that, hey, maybe the analysis of cell phone in India might not apply uh, for a cell phone in Maine. But, but since India has the numbers, so the data could say, OK, probably it's a good idea for a, for a company to have a cell phone to the fishermen or whatever. right? So that's why it's important to understand the significant data that, that you'll play with. So whenever you put up in a scenario where sort of you are told to put an analytics uh, solution for what's happening and what, what you need to do. You have to understand the locality of that problem. That's, I think, and, and pretty much the boundary of what's happening. So that's, that's one of the story. And I know I cannot get by you guys without talking about data. So this is another insight of what's happening around the world. So you, so you guys know what you are venturing into. And by the way, thank you, every one of you. We need as many of you as possible because world is flooded with data. And it's every day, it's, it's skyrocketing. And it's beyond even what computational processes could, could fulfill. So it's people like you who would help us find some of the most crucial answers uh, for some of the most crucial problems. So this is one of the um, stats from our friends at McKinsey. So they figured out um, what is the top trend uh, that's happening and what is the disruption act. So automation of knowledge worker, that's one of the top two top trends, right? So we are, we are talking about, we're hearing a lot about automation. We are hearing a lot about sort of uh, how automation is taking away jobs. It's a real problem or it's not, but, but it's, it's a real thing. So we know this is happening, right? So, so you are venturing into the world where we like it or not, automation is, 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 is something that we have to live with. And Data science has trust issues. Now, I'll, I'll go over what that means. So this is one of the Andrew McAfee from MIT. He produced a, a chart on uh, basically trends uh, in US GDP profit investments and employment graph. So I think the two, two sort of charts that you should pay attention to is the green one and the red one. 
So the green one says corporate investments in, in software and equipments. So what it is saying is businesses are sp spending a lot of money um, on the equipments and software. Business is saying, buying this thing, the next shiny object, get it, get it in. We want that. And the, uh, the, this red guy is uh, equipment in, uh, sorry, employment in population ratio. So less and less of us are getting employed. Uh, so that means businesses, it's pretty much just pointing in the same direction of there's more automation and sort of uh, less employment uh, for what, whatever is happening. And this is another interesting stat. So if you look at uh, the, the top two, uh, so you see, you will see what's happening. So disconnect, there's a disconnect between skills produced by educational systems and there's an evolving skill um, requirement due to technological change. So businesses are saying, whatever um, universities are giving, giving us, it's obsolete. And, and it's, it's primarily talking about master's program and, and bachelor's, like two-year, four-year program. So I think that's why there's a, there's a, there's a, these programs like Level are beautiful. They, are, they get you out quickly, shorter span. Probably you are still uh, venturing into a relevant world where your knowledge is very relevant. And then businesses are saying, OK, I see that people who are coming in are not equipped enough. But by the way, even we are having a hard time in coping up. That's the second stat. So they're saying the technological change is too fast. Like we cannot move that fast, right? So again, what it's saying is people are slow. We can't help them. Even we are slow. So how can we help? And then this is something that you will probably see a lot uh, in your business, this particular stat. So there are two verticals. So there is one, a strategy and corporate development vertical. It's saying that finding these guys is hard. And similarly, engineering, finding this guy is hard, right? So data science, so you will be venturing into this field or this field. Rest, everyone is relatively easy, right? So now what's happening is what businesses are saying, almost every vertical has is overemployed. But my data science team, my strategy, the, pe the people who actually understand the art of doing business and the people who understand the science of doing business are getting less and less, right? So now, now you will see where you are venturing into. So that, that means you are the bridge between this big sort of loop and this plentiful folks, right? So that's why it's your job, even as a data scientist, that you would be taking your fellow workers with you so it's, I think the more important job of data science in future would be to educate your businesses, educate your HRs, educate your marketing folks, because these guys are not coming from, these guys are a dime a dozen right now. And, and you are the one who's sort of, who's the, who's the cream of the cream here. So now it's, it's, it's your responsibility to, to get, them, get these guys on board and, and uh, help them understand what data science could do. So that means you have to be respectful. That means you have to be communicative. That's why most of the programs now are putting a lot more emphasis on the communication abilities. Right? We know what's happening. Right? So it's, it's evident that if we can't speak what we are thinking, then these guys will pretty much throw us on, on, on a category of irrelevance. Right? Because we can make the difference. We can bridge this gap through technology. And these guys are looking for those solutions uh, for, for most, most of that, 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 that area. So now that, that begs to sort of, that makes us think, are humans still relevant? Right? So I did this goofy search a couple of months back. Um, and there were, I think, 1.3.2 million results. 
so definitely it's something that people are talking about a lot so it's it's a, it's a hot topic so and there's one example that i can say where you see that why people are are relevant so have you heard about dapa challenge by any chance so so basically there was um, uh, there was a dapa challenge and uh, someone played so uh, basically dapa celebrating their 40th anniversary they say i'll i'll give up give out $40000 10 random balloons placed in 10 random locations find me the location of that particular um, whoever comes with those 10 locations would get $40000 so if you know the answer uh, if you don't know the answer if can someone think what would be the answer like what could be the uh, how so there was one team who ended, and and they have to get it in as less amount of time as possible, and so who would come up with that with the answer and what's the possible solution, if someone can 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 guess. Just wild guess, like who cares? You have no idea, no clue to where they are. No, there's no clue. So. DAPA said we'll just launch at 10. I would say, like, try to communicate with as many people as you can to find at least one of them. Right. Start. Once you find one, I don't know. But there's no relation, <laughs> right? So it's. it's I mean, when you uh, help, like, like uh, lost, I lost my balloon poster. <laughs> <laughs> like, social media. Yeah. Like, you could just, you just get, so if you find two balloons, you can figure out how far apart they are. And then but they're all in a random, like there's no relation, it's just... No, I know, like, yeah. I think they're, they're not, they're not, they're not too big. They're, they're visible enough, but they're not like with the balloons. Right. Find out who uh, purchased the balloons. <laughs> ah, from DARPA? <laughs> that would take like a year, uh, sure. It's defense agency. Defendant center. So, okay, so any guesses? And then I'll move, I'll, I'll show the answer. Okay, I think it's good enough. So, it's financial engineering and crowdsourcing is, is how they end up doing it. So, they, so uh, the team from from MIT, they end up uh, winning this competition. So, what they did, they said, ten forty thousand dollars is like ten balloons. So each balloon is four thousand dollars, and then we'll we'll distribute the load. So we'll say if you if you spot the balloon, you'll get two thousand dollar bounty, and whoever's get to this guy will get half of the bounty. And so and just you keep doing half to to the node who actually get to right. So, and whatever is left. Is it went to the charity, right? So the idea is not to make money out of this. The four thousand is not a big amount; it's just the prestige, right? So now um, a team from MIT, uh, Sandy's team, actually, they end up winning this in eight hours and fifty-two minutes. So it's ridiculous. Wait, sorry. Wait, so is that through social media? Yes. Okay. So yeah. that's <laughs> very, very, very. That I was. Yes, you are very close. And just to clarify, it would be like the second person who found the balloons some money. Yeah. So basically, if you if you spot the balloon, so if someone is a spotter, mm. they get half of the bounty uh, of that balloon, like for 2K. And whoever is get to this spotter will get half of that bounty. And whoever takes this guy get half of, the, half of that bounty. So basically, how many hop it takes. So everyone is incentivized. I think that's that's one of the, one of the examples, right? 
So now, if you, if, you, if you think of finding this answer from an AI, or from automation point of view, financial engineering and crowdsourcing wouldn't come to mind when you talk about spotting balloons, right? So, so that's, that's where you, the, the cognitive or intuitive ability of humans, it still has some relevance. Um, so sure, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very um, cool. And then we know. Uh, 2016. I don't want to again go there, but, but so this was uh, this was the so I'm it's it's so yeah. So they, I'm just making a point by the way. So that's not so every every analysis, every data crunching got us to this result, right? This is the best result we we, we would have expected. Now by in 2016, we were all praising data science. We were we were saying. This Nate Silver did a fabulous job with in Obama's case, and we know what the answer is going to be, right? And and this is what it gets us, right? And similarly, the Brexit is no different, right? So all the polls, all the analysis, they were like miles apart, right? That points us to what could be the problem, right? Data is as good as its source. As I said, that localization of data. We just undermined that. We said, OK, if we normalize everything in a perfect world with all the data what, that we capture, this is what we think is uh, trend is going to be. right? But each locale has its own significance. Each locale has its own importance. Now, if, if you take those things into account, the results are massively different. right? So now data science itself is going through data issues. And, and you can see even. Um, so in 2017, uh, so uh, sure. And then, um, so our job is to now restore the faith in. And I think that's your job. That's your job. That's my job nowadays when I'm talking to any business nowadays, is restore faith in data analytics, build human-centered products, right? Build, understand that human that we missed in our data. That really, because now if you imagine, catastrophic like U.S. election for say GE. Or for IBM, or like these companies will be will be vaporized if if they if they if they found out that they are so much off from the from the, what data predicted. They have to be very very accurate, and promote inclusion in in your data analytics. Like so, that's again you have to understand the localization of data. You have to understand what's happening. There are real people behind the data and the stats. You have to understand their problem and somehow bring it into analytics, bring it into the solution. And once you can do that, that's pretty much you're humanizing the analytics, right? That's pretty much what, what brings us, what brings the analytics to where it should be. And, uh, and you have to embrace creativity and art. And, and if, if you look at even elections this year, uh, when, when we talk about Germany and all, hardly anyone is talking about what that, uh, if anyone has fabulous data science teams, right? In 2016, we'll talk about who has the best data science team, whatever, right? It shows that how much sort of trust issues data science is having nowadays. So that's why you, you are entering the workforce at a very, very appropriate time. So there is, and, and, and the cool thing is you know there's a lot, there's lot to be done. Businesses, they understand that because they're all talking about using data. Every, almost every board meeting that, that we enter, or we, we get into, there's a there's a massive outcry on how much uh, ROI is on your analytics, how much of the insights that you're capturing is coming from data, and how much is the gut feel that that you just thought about when playing golf yesterday. So 
that, that's no more a trend nowadays. Now you talk about, hey, are my customers saying, telling me something? What is the pattern pattern looks like? What is my, my competitor's pattern look like? Where should I invest next, next or where should I innovate next? So, and, and by the way, um, one thing that we have to keep in mind is, this is Picasso. So when you go out, you buy Picasso. You don't buy a painting, right? If you want to buy a painting, you can get a painting for $5 maybe. Probably better than or worse than this, right? So you buy the art of, of what's behind it. So you, so, the, so this particular painting, the entire element of what's in it, the entire element of, or the history of who created this, this is going to be the data science of future, right? So you pretty much would be would be picking up something that um, that you would say, okay, I the, my data model know enough that I said it, I, I can confidently say this much I'm missing out or this much I'm not missing out. So, and I think this is one of the one of the parting quote from from Mary Curie uh, that that really I, I I love to share that nothing in life is to be feared; it is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less, right? So as you are entering into this this workforce, where your boss would say, "Hey," and by the way, we are hearing a lot of these excuses. Let's um, temper down data science or or, or, uh, or or analytics division because we know what what data has produced in political landscape, or what data has produced. And and on it on in itself, AI in itself is not meant uh, to to decide. It's it is meant to empower you to decide. And I think that's one of the most cr crucial issue when you go in a workforce. If you say, I, I remember I remember talking to one of the executive that. Hey, I, the perfect scenario is you don't come to my come in my face. Just tell me an email I should invest or not, right? So I said no, right? So that's the whole problem, right? So now you're relying because you, if if you look at any top model, mathematical models, intuition always play the best role. So you always should appreciate and admire the intuition in in in, in sort of in finding out insights. So although. Data science can do wonders. All the data science can do, okay, with 80% certainty um, that you'll find this answer. But if you don't feel this is true, probably you'll go with that. Like that's what we have been telling to most of most of these folks because the intuition, because you know your business better than a model would. Model would know exactly what you are telling model to learn, and model can report on its learning. Right, but those intuition are still extremely crucial. So I think that's why um, the entire sort of um, agenda for for, for 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 my talk here is to tell you how important your role is in in, in this in this world today, and how amazing job um, that you have done to be here. And I think you have to understand that as you go in and join your workforce back, or if you join any company or do whatever. You have to understand. This is these are the challenges that you will face, and you have to appreciate and work around it. So, always understand the other party who's coming at you. Never say no. I am the best. I know how it works because that's that's the the Brexit problem, right? So you have to say I want to hear you, and I want my model want to hear you, and whatever. I think that's and and in many cases, there are some businesses who are actually even re-connecting um, their, their culture to because I think there, there's a there's an obnoxious element in it as well, right? So if you have too much data, you have insights, so you say, okay, I know everything, right? But now many businesses are rethinking that strategy, right? Okay, tell me, prove me every every insight. 
that how much is of it is actually data and how much of it is actually data plus in, uh, any intuition. So with that, uh, again, congratulations to all of you. Um, and this is, I think, uh, uh, how, would a, how would a nerd uh, wish someone um, to so wish you a predictably, predictable data driven with statistics and achievements? So good luck in, in, in a very layman term. Um, in, in wherever you go and uh, thank you so much and I'll be hanging around if you want to have uh, chat if you want to discuss and this is my contact if you want to connect if you want to share your journey if you want to uh, discuss and if I can give any any help to you guys that will be much much appreciated Thanks. thank you any questions Yes. Uh, so now, now let's get to the sales part. So uh, the Analytics Week itself is a community of global data scientists. So we are in 51 cities, 21 countries around the world. And we are helping businesses in three, three segments. So one is understanding, uh, so finding opportunities. So we are in the finding opportunity business. So is my data or strategy has an opportunity? Is I'm looking for this talent. What do you think about this talent? What is my next team is going to be? What is the future of data science is going to be? Am I investing right uh, in my team? So we get into those conversations. And right now, I think on, on, the, on, the right, on the right side, you're seeing tau.ai. This is one of our, our sort of, since we're data scientists, we can't just talk too much business and not code. So this is one of the way to keep us sane. So it's an AI that we have created to create a, a coach, a career coach for professionals. Because I think one thing that, that we have been observing was there's too much talk around how AI could take away jobs, right? But there's not much talks up around how can AI help keep it. So we're working on that, that module. So the idea being that if I know in this, in this room who is what, probably I can connect the dots and say, hey, maybe you guys should be friends, or maybe you guys should be mentors or mentee or whatever, right? And maybe this content is relevant for you. and then. If suppose there's one in a typical example, so if say truck because of autonomous vehicle truck drivers' jobs will go away, if at all, if we assume that. If we see one of the truck drivers in our network, say joining traffic analytics group or something, so we'll let all the drivers know, hey, there's something called traffic analytics you want to join, and we'll sort of start putting them there. So the idea is that we'll Tau is helping understand how many careers can someone have today and still, still remain sane. And then it's helping empowering people on that perspective. So that's why we, we think about all these things a lot. What is the future of data science? Where the technology is going? And we are always in a conversation. Um, so a typical scenario that we are put in a conversation is an oil company is buying some other oil company and say, hey, what, what is the data strategy? So we, we were into that conversation. An airlines company said, OK, we want to do uh, world's biggest hackathon. So we want to, we will engage there. Uh, one, one, one of the cell phone companies said we want, they want to put data centers, where to put it. So all those people and data issues, so we, we help businesses on, on that area. So, I don't know if I made any sense, but even sometimes I'm trying to figure out what I do, but that's <laughs> primarily some things. Yes.
What would be your suggestion about where to go next after a program like this if you're interested in data science? Like, would you suggest data science masters or eventually pursuing a PhD program, or would you suggest like pursuing like a specific interest and like approaching that interest with analytics? That's, I think that's a very good question. So, um, practice, practice, practice. I think that's the you have learned, you have read about tennis. You somewhat played tennis game. Now get on the court. I think that's 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 the 101. Because I think in data science we are seeing opportunities almost on every segment of, of the area. There's art of doing, as I said, there's art of doing business and there's science of doing business, right? So you have done somewhat science, right? So, so now the art is the business side, right? So and it's good to get as much diversity in data science professions as possible. So. I hope not everyone is doing data science uh, masters or data science PhD, right? Because you want people from all sects uh, jumping in and, and 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 solving that problem. So I think one thing that definitely I would I would um, recommend is join uh, a real world problem as soon as possible and try to contribute whatever you have learned, put it to practice. And and if if you are employed, beautiful, try to sell your boss this idea that hey, let me create this model and whatever, do some fun stuff. If you are not, find a non-profit. There's a lot of non-profits who cannot afford people like you. Help them out uh, while, you, while you are getting finding a job that, that you want to. And they would, again, that's that Murli problem, right? So any step you could do, these guys will be miles ahead of the game and with, with fraction of effort. So that's why it's, it's very critical that you should get on, on the field and do some fun stuff. Do you think like a master's or a PhD, like specifically in data science, is necessary to eventually be a data scientist? That's again a very good question. So, it's a it's a it. It depends which company. I think it's so you you are pretty much fighting off with the culture of a company or of a business. I think one thing that I forgot to talk about um, um, uh, in the presentation was the people problem. Whenever I said people problem, whenever I said you have to help others. That's the culture, your, your fight with the culture. You're trying to explain culture, what's going on, right? So some businesses said, hey, data, science, data scientist to me is a PhD. Some businesses say, data scientist to me is who crunch data beautifully, who can find innovative answers and whatever, right? So find, it's, it's important to understand and find those companies who are in your, because you have, you'll find, because of the diversity of the problem, almost every business, um, um, find them in that soup where I, I, like I was in one of the conversation this guy um, um, uh, one of the company in, in, in Canada he produces I think uh, 500 army quality benches no IT no nothing just benches he sell like 500 to military at a good amount good price ridiculously expensive price and he he, he said hey my boss said um, what's big data and I said, how many things are selling? He said, I'm selling 500 tables a year. And what do you, what do you expect to sell? He said, 500 tables in a year. Who are your customers? Do you get a new customers? I don't need it. Like, we are good for the next 10 years. We're this. So I said, that's, so that's, you're not a data science problem yet, right? So you, sure, you can monitor whatever you want. Maybe find, find off your warehouse expenses, that how much you can save through CFL or LED, whatever, right? But Every business is now getting into this conversation of who went. So find find um, the one that is suitable to your background, mm -hmm. and and find a business 
that pretty much mirrors your your culture, mirrors the business culture, so you can blend in quickly. And then as you are in that business, then if you if you see a need, fill that need. I think that's the that's the most optimal answer. Otherwise, you can go to any extreme and and still be. Because I think we even we meet a lot of people uh, because of our community, who are. I think one guy came to me that he is five thousand hours into Python and he's still not finding a job or something. So uh, and and I said, okay, are this uh, and uh, is any one hour spent on a real business, real business problem? He said, no. He was so I said, that's the problem, right? That's the problem. So you may be overdoing it to five thousand hour degree. So take a scale back, find that 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 magical mythical guy or our company, work for that, um, and then and then see. From that pivot on, okay. make sense. Yeah. Anything? Awesome. Good luck. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. What was, what's your background before getting into this? So I'm I'm from the from the high throughput computing background. So basically, um, if you if you look at AOL, and it, Couple of years back, um, AOL. So, if you are in, in cell phone and in New York Times, the ads that you see, I was one of the architects of of that concept of in sort of. It's crappy, by the way. So, I, I couldn't take the credit for whatever I did. <laughs> so, but yes, I was the, one of the first sort of who, who wrote that that algo of how can I, I I can think at that like high high throughput computing. So, how can I think when I'm running very fast? And and and. I could be not thinking at all, but but that was my profession. Like to figure out. That's why even in Tao's case, learning from everyone, can I can I sort of what can I deliver back? So, pretty much like high throughput intelligence, uh, look, seeing a lot of interaction and then figuring out what what someone could do, at a very very sort of minimalistic processing capability. So, how much sort of I can scale it down so my my normal PC can do some fun stuff, kind of things. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I thought I was sick of home, but actually I was homesick. Never really knew that I would have to grow up so quick. I'm so uncomfortable, don't know anybody here. Just a couple dudes that I met once, that's it. And I go into the booth feeling nervous. Got butterflies in my stomach like I'm so worthless. Is the mic on? I don't know how to work this. Inside I'm breaking down, I hope I'm not up on a certain